connection to our bodies, to our emotions, and even our creativity can come down to connecting with our womb space. This is Don't Rush Me. Hey, I'm Maria spear Alice, and I hate rushing. It never yields good things to rush, whether it's rushing to finish a client project or rushing to put on eyeliner. But when we have 10,000 things on our minds at any given moment, it's hard not to fall into that habit. I've had a lot of very specific technical training in my life, hello music school and law school, but none of that training prepared me for being a business owner, a lawyer, a wife, a mom, or really just a functional adult woman with a huge to-do list. I'm no guru, but I created Don't Rush Me as a way to talk more about the slow, simple tools you can start using today to make your life and business life a little easier. So whether you're a healer, a coach, or a business owner, a professional craving that slowdown, come with me as we learn about the small, easy things that can make a huge difference in your mind, body, or business. So if you think of your womb, literally your your uterus, it's a body part, you probably think of fertility and the feminine and all of those things. But if you're familiar with kind of the chakras, the energy centers of the body, you know that there is an energy center there, that womb space. And that space is responsible for so much more. Yes, it's responsible for fertility, but also for creativity and for ideas. And it is literally a portal from soul into human life form. So I am so excited to introduce you to my next guest, Brittany Anderson, who is going to talk to us about all things womb healing and how connecting to the womb is so important and how to connect to your womb space and kind of developing your own rituals around it. Brittany is a women's health nurse practitioner turned functional medicine consultant who is deeply passionate about supporting women from preconception through postpartum and beyond. And you can just feel how passionate she is about this just through speaking to and knowing Brittany. She is especially devoted to empowering women to be the stewards of their own health and well-being so they can thrive. Her experience includes years of working as a doula, pre- and postnatal fitness and nutrition coach, and a fertility consultant. Britt is a mom to three little boys alongside her husband, Chad, has built a beautiful life here in Nashville, and she loves to experiment with new recipes in the kitchen, lift heavy objects, and play in nature. Building deep connections with other women and connecting them with each other brings her so much joy, and I feel so much joy to connect you to Brittany Anderson. But before we get into our conversation with Brittany, here is your holistic history lesson on nettle. Nettle is also known as stinging nettle, and it is a super nutritive herb. You might even call it a weed because it can literally be growing in your backyard. The stinging part comes from the fact that it has tiny hairs on the tips of its leaves, which can be a little bit prickly to the body. But according to our beautiful guest today, nettle is like a multivitamin herb. It is soothing to the nervous system. It is potent in nutrients. You can make tea out of it. It's a little bit grassy tasting, but it is a powerhouse herb. I was even able to locate a study in PubMed that said that there is a ton of anti-inflammatory activity involved in the nettle plant. And I quote, nettles are useful for a variety of inflammatory conditions such as arthritis and chronic myalgia. 
Nettle tea or herbal supplements have been shown to effectively treat gout, relieve muscle aches, and minimize the symptoms of arthritis. Also, according to Dr. Axe, you can even use nettle topically to joints and painful areas of the body. There are creams that contain nettle. Despite its stinging aspect, nettle is used to help a number of ailments, inflammatory conditions, it's shown to have antioxidants, it can be antimicrobial, anti-ulcer, astringent, it can help with hay fever, it can help with joint pain. It's, like I said, a super nutritive herb. Hope you enjoyed that history lesson. Now here's Brittany Anderson, womb healer. Hi, Britt. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation because this is a topic that I've kind of just recently been digging into in more detail, thanks to some of your book recommendations. But I would love for the listeners to hear a little bit more about who you serve and how you got into this space of being a womb healer and kind of encouraging women to tap into that innate wisdom. Yeah, so I really started from a very clinical, physical perspective. So I am a nurse. I've been a nurse since 2009 and became a nurse practitioner in 2012, specializing in women's health. So have always really loved working with women. Definitely felt called to really serve women during that time when they're starting to think about having babies into the transition into new mamahood, because I think that it's such an incredible and important time of transition that doesn't get enough credence in our culture and certainly not a, enough support. And I think it's an important time to really understand how that really impacts like the rest of our health, like our lifelong health goes on to be impacted so much so by how we went through motherhood, especially in those early years. So yeah, I started coaching CrossFit in the middle of my nursing career because I really wanted to help women safely exercise throughout pregnancy. So that kind of gave me like the hands-on physical piece that I didn't really get clinically as a nurse. And then from there, I kind of started to go into more of like the nervous system spirituality piece because as I started working with more and more women and watching the way that their bodies move and the way that they like held their bodies, especially after having babies, I just noticed that that's how we store a lot of emotion and a lot of trauma. So it really began with trying to help women rehab after having babies, getting them reconnected to their, their core and their pelvic floor. And like, I wasn't even thinking about the womb space at the time. But just noticing how much emotion was tied to that and then recognizing, well, yeah, even if you had an incredibly beautiful, perfect, you know, birth, it's still a trauma to the body on a physical level. I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask, you know, even if you don't have, you know, an unexpected C-section or a <laughs> something happen during that experience, there can there still be, you know, trauma and emotion involved? Yeah. Um, so the body's way to, to deal with trauma is really to shut down like the, the pathways from our brain to the area where that occurred. So if you're pushing a baby out of your body, like that's trauma to the tissues, even if it was like, you know, a lovely experience, that's still, you still require some healing. So the body's really smart and she sort of just like shuts down that connection and we've got to restore that. So when I kind of got into this work, it was much more 
Can we reconnect your breath to the muscles of your core and pelvic floor to help coordinate proper movement and function so that you're not peeing on yourself? You don't have pelvic pain. You know, you can safely return to exercise and you don't have injury because that was my story. And then from there, it kind of morphed into this more spiritual exploration as I started to really dig into okay, trauma, what is that? How is that stored in the body? And it, it sort of just like, yeah, took off from there. That's so interesting. And so, and so now, can you talk about womb healing and what that is? I mean, I, you, you've talked about trauma and, and, and emotions and things that we can store, but can you, for those who don't know, you know, what what the womb really symbolizes and, you know, that chakra that's there and the energy that's involved in the womb. Can you give us a little bit of that? Yeah. So, you know, of course, this is from my lens and my own spiritual awakening, as I'll call it. Um, so just, you know, of course, take what I say and and kind of metabolize it and and keep what feels relevant to you. But for me, I I recognized that I was making changes in people's bodies and I loved being able to use my hands. So I decided to go and get specific training called Mercier Therapy, which is a visceral manipulation technique. It's essentially like a deep tissue massage for the pelvic organs. And a lot of people call upon it to support fertility, which makes so much sense because we just posted about this today, but where there is blood flow, there is function. So if you think about if there's been any trauma, physical trauma in particular to um, the abdomen, maybe you had your appendix removed or you've had endometriosis surgery or you had a C-section um, or you were in a car accident, you know, there's decreased blood flow to those, those pelvic organs. So we can restore that with this visceral manipulation. So originally, again, it was very clinical. But when I started working on women, I started recognizing just the emotion that is held in that space. So that's, you know, the womb space, the, the sacral chakra is the place in our body that is like the holder of our creativity. It's like our sensuality, of course, our fertility, but fertility doesn't just mean having babies. Like fertility can be fertility of like ideas and again, like that creative life force. And if you think about women are literally this incredible portal between heaven and earth, like we bring humans through our body and put them on the planet, but we also bring ideas and we're like, you know, we're the muses, the inspiration. So it's such an important part of the body and we're so disconnected from it again for many physical reasons, even the way we sit, like we're kind of disconnected because of the way we sit all day or we stand all day and our posture is off. Um, but also there's so much shame about our sensuality and our sexuality. We're told to suck in our belly from the time we're little girls to look thinner. So we're so disconnected from that space for so many reasons. And when I started getting into that with women, it was just amazing what started coming up. And I just realized oh, it's not just this physical piece. There's just so much emotion stored here like that is equally as important um as creating blood flow right yeah 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 oh that's so incredible um so interesting because something that we talk about on this podcast is you know kind of creating more ease in your life but also in your business and so just the fact that the womb space is kind of this this 
space where ideas and creativity can come from, it seems like there's some kind of connection we can make between, you know, having a, I don't know, is it right to say like having a healthy relationship with, with or maybe connecting with your womb space and like allowing for that time that you make to connect to your womb space to infiltrate, you know, your ideas and your creativity and your business. I love that you said that because, yeah, a lot of women, you know, don't ever want to have children. And so when they hear fertility and womb, it kind of just like, ew, no. But no, it's absolutely any any aspect of creativity. Um, it's also like our sense of belonging, even like our connection to our mother and our sense of connection to like the world around us is stored there. And if you think about like the uterus is this hollow organ. So anything that's hollow, like energetically, can be full of good things or it can be full of not so good things. If you think about just, again, the emotions that can be stored there, like sometimes we just really have to to move through that. So if you, you know, had an experience where you felt rejected or you didn't have a good relationship with your mom or there was just a lot, you know, a lot of layers to that, as as many of us have. Um, or you did have an actual surgery or whatever it was, or you struggle with heavy periods or just the messaging. Think about the messaging that we get from the time we start our periods about how it's dirty and we have to kind of like keep it hidden and it's an inconvenience. Like there's so many negative messages about our body. So most women don't have a super positive relationship with that part of our body. So what's, you know, shy of going all in and, and, and looking for, you know, Mercier therapy and, and that visceral work, What's maybe a precursor to that or a step one where someone can say, okay, this is really interesting to me. How do I even begin connecting to my womb space? What's a step one or something that I can do at home to, to start building that connection? People get very frustrated with providers like myself who start with the breath um, because they're like, wait, I'm paying you for a fight. You're going to tell me I haven't paid <laughs> But this is super important, and this is really the first step after you've had a baby. This is the first step in kind of rewiring the brain for connection. It is literally trying to get your pelvis and your rib cage stacked over one another, so a nice neutral spine, and then start to feel your breath all the way down into your pelvic floor. I can't tell you how many women can't do that. I put my hands on their belly, and they have such a hard time moving that lower abdominal wall, you know, which is right over your womb space, because they've been so disconnected again because of our posture against because we're always sucking in our belly. It's just something that's unfortunately become so natural to us because it's just this messaging that we've heard over and over and over again. Nobody wants a pooch, right? So they suck it in. And that's so that just leads to really dysfunctional patterns. So it's always to start with breathing. And if you think about the diaphragm that sits under your lungs and the pelvic floor, they actually look almost identical to each other, which is so fascinating. So when we inhale, diaphragm should be moving down and expanding out and, and pelvic floor is going to mirror it. So everything's going to move down and kind of relax. And then it's just going to come back to a nice neutral position. We're not trying to suck anything in. And it's just starting to build that connection that I think can make such a huge difference. And then I have just like a free thing on my website. You can sign up for just some emails and I send you really easy practices. So we start with breath. We do a little bit of like actual belly massage. I mean, women are so grossed out by touching their own belly. And that's really sad to me. So even just like 
putting your hands on your belly can be a really important piece of it as well. Yeah. That just like that physical connection of putting your hand on your belly. I can see that. Well, we'll definitely link to your email series in the show notes. Um, it's all, it's, it's so funny because it always comes back to the breath, right? It's, it's, so, it's something with like, give me the answers. It's like the answer is breathe. <laughs> <laughs> you want these very complex care plans. And even, you know, I do some prescriptive exercise because of my background, I've had the privilege of training with some amazing physiotherapists and chiropractors and coaches. So I have like all those physical pieces. And sometimes I do prescribe those as well. But we have to start with the breath. If I can't even get you breathing correctly, there's no reason to add on more to that. And, you know, that's really tough, especially when I get women who come to see me who are athletes, crossfitters, people who are very high achievers. Like they want these very challenging, difficult tasks to like conquer. And they're always like very taken back when I tell them, well, we have to get you breathing. Like that's step one. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk um, for a minute about um, something that I've heard you kind of uh, a phrase that stuck with me that I've heard you repeat, which is kind of like bridging the sacred and the science. Because, um, you know, here you talk about womb work, it's obvious how the two come together. But I feel like maybe there are women who are in these environments that are maybe more traditional or male dominated or or strictly scientific and 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 adding sprinkling in some of the sacred is just a, a completely foreign concept. And I know that obviously the sacred aspect can be extremely different for everyone, but, um, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, so take your time, but um, how, how can someone start to sprinkle in some of the sacred? What can we start to notice or be mindful of, or what's, what's, if you, if you want to share, you know, maybe where you started, but, but what is a place to start for someone who is interested, but does not know where to start. Yeah, it is. It's really challenging. And I think that one of my gifts is probably the fact that I can very much straddle that line. I can have a really, you know, high level, I'm generally high level academic conversation because I am pretty well educated and I do have a nursing background and a blah, 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 blah. And I actually really love to spend time on PubMed. Like it brings me a lot of joy to go through studies. And also I can talk about all the crunchy granola stuff all day long. Like that brings me a lot of joy too and, and home birth and all the things. Um, but I think it's really starting to tune in to what's around you. And unfortunately, we're in, when we're in these like very masculine, maybe even corporate settings, like think about your day to day. It's very, very routine. You're generally stuck like in an office all day long. You're not really out connecting with nature. And nature is such a beautiful reflection of the feminine. So I think that's a really beautiful place to start because nature is cyclical, just like we are cyclical. And women literally are changing every single day. If you just think about the way that our hormones work, we generally have about a 28 to 30-ish day menstrual cycle. And our hormones are different every single day. And that is reflected in the cycle of the moon and the seasons. And so even if you just start to pay attention to that, um, and that can be as simple as I'm going to go out every morning and watch 
the sunrise or I'm going to just get some sunshine on my face and like notice how that feels in my body because we have like thousands and thousands of clock genes, like every single cell in our body responds to time. And that is all reflective of what's going on with the earth. So it's just really cool that we get to be little mirrors for nature. And that in of itself can be your sacred practice, if you will. It doesn't have to be, you know, you're lighting candles and saying prayers and chanting and all these things that people think it is, it, it can really just be like, can we go and connect with the natural cycles that are around us and just see what comes up for us? Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it doesn't even have to be, you don't even have to be standing barefoot, although I know that has its own benefits, but it's just like, just go outside um, <laughs> and see how it feels, literally how it feels. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel that children are such a blessing for this particular reason I was out with my two-year-old yesterday and we just went down to our little creek and just to watch the child like the wonder that is like just it's so innate for them they're just fascinated by just the simplest things and just to be fully present in that is really really powerful and so can we kind of adopt even for five minutes that childlike curiosity about the world around us and I think that can be so powerful because I, I think as humans, we tend to think, you know, we're, we're a little bit like, it's all about us, and, you know, <laughs> we're the rulers of the universe and it's really not. We're just a really small part of this big system. And I think it can actually bring a lot of comfort when we realize that, like we're just a, a piece of this like infinitesimal universe and like that can be really sacred. Yeah, for sure. I, my almost two-year-old, we went to the beach when he was closer to one. And I remember watching him just like with sand on his hand and looking down at the sand and, you know, he had never seen sand before. He had never felt sand before. And it's like, you can watch the little wheels turning in their, in their expressions of like this first time experience and first time noticing things. And so... Yeah, I can see how, you know, if you go in your backyard and you really look at this tree that you never really stopped to even notice, mm -hmm. you can you can absorb that kind of childlike, you know, not wisdom, but kind of and yeah. noticing things that you haven't noticed before. Absolutely. Even yesterday, you know, I started taking an herbal medicine course and I'm out walking and I'm realizing all of the different plants that we had just talked about. And like, I spent like an extra, you know, 40 minutes gathering all these amazing native plants that I could like take home and actually do something with, make tinctures and teas. And I had never really stopped to pause and really appreciate, I mean, I appreciated the beauty and the, the greenery, um, especially now that it's finally spring, but actually being able to pause at these plants one by one and like appreciate them. Like that was just a really, really beautiful, powerful reminder for me yesterday. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Well, Britt, um, I know that you have a Woo Women podcast, which I just started listening to myself, but tell everyone where we can find you and follow along with you. Yep. So podcast for sure. That's a, a new undertaking with my dear friend, Erica, who's a chiropractor and midwife. And um, I'm very active on Instagram. I'm sorry. I left Facebook and um, in 2020, I've, I guess I'm technically back there, but I don't do anything with it. So generally Instagram, um, which you can link in the show notes, is, is a great place to connect with me. And then my practice is called A Womb in Bloom. So I do groups. I do one-on-one -on -one 
coaching for clients who are wanting to connect to their womb space and then also some in-person body work as well. Beautiful. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. I always love talking to Britt and I hope that you are inspired by her. For me, the biggest takeaways were, you know, the simplicity of all of it. You can literally put your hand over your womb space. You can start to be intentional about your breath and feeling into that connection. And that's a good place to start. A lot of times a good place to start is usually an easy place to start. So I hope that brings some more ease into your day. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by The Legal Apothecary. Hey, that's my business. I'm a licensed attorney, and my practice is The Legal Apothecary, which is a female-forward holistic legal service for creative women that want to focus on growing their influence and their gifts. And part of The Legal Apothecary is The Legal Apothecary Library, where I sell easy-to-follow contract templates for you to use in your business. As a podcast listener, use code PODCAST for a 22% discount on any of the contract kits that you find in the Legal Apothecary Library. Link in the show notes.